0: Hi Rebecca, thanks for coming in.
1: We really appreciate you taking the time off to talk to us.
0: Yeah, um, hello Sam. I was wondering if the company was looking for a-, a social media specialist.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. You've come to the right place and we're really glad to be able to reach out to you and have you come in. Um, you know, like why don't we start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, Rebecca?
0: Uh so um my name is rebecca and um my hobby is i play tennis i play piano and i want to work hard for the company
1: okay um can you outline any skills that you have
0: that are perpetual to this position in general um i i know how to use word doc i know how to use excel sheets and I think I am qualified for working at your company.
1: And may I ask why? Um, aside from the skill sets that you've, you've told us and your previous experiences on your resume, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Um, I don't know. I just got a call back from your company saying that I could come in today. So I just thought, why not give it a hit?
1: Have you looked up our company at all? Or you know, like what we're about, what we do, and what our mission is?
0: Yeah, um I did. And there's one question I was so curious about. So I was wondering like how much money do all the employees make in your company?
1: So that is actually a question that we don't um we we don't disclose until later on. Um oh. and especially pertaining to this position's salary. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not going to be made available to you until until the offer comes up. But um yeah, thank you very much. Uh I Rebecca, I don't think we're going to be a great fit. But I still appreciate you coming in and taking the time to talk to us today.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Thank you so much, Sam. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei, this is Jacqueline, and this is Janice, and we're so happy to have you guys back here with us. Thank you guys so much for our previous episode talking about a date with yourself. I hope every one of you enjoy it. For today's episode, we are talking about interview tips. I'm pretty sure all of our listeners that are around from age 20 to 30, everyone's looking for interview tips because we're all entering a stage where we start working out of different fields of jobs and of course, before entering different sorts of company, the first step is to complete an interview with the supervisors. So there's definitely a lot of tips that Janice and I want to share with you. And Janice will be giving a lot of tips for you guys today. She have done it a lot of times, and she's really good at doing interview. So Janice, I have a question. So what happened earlier between Sam and Rebecca? How did Rebecca got rejected?
1: So, I mean, a couple of things. Uh, for those of you who couldn't tell, I was Sam. I was the interviewer. And then Jacqueline was the interviewee, <laughs> Rebecca. So a couple of things. When meeting an interviewer for the first time, definitely appear more confident. You have to be, you have to speak clearly. And mm-hmm. you can't speak, you can't be saying a lot of like, um, uh, you know, like, and dragging yeah. your words on. That was the first point. And like the second point being a really, really big reason is also you don't ask for the salary right off the bat. Mainly considered rude and inconsiderate, especially pertaining to like American culture or just or even like just the corporate culture in general. It's not exactly very. I guess like it's pure, you shouldn't do that. Period. Yeah. Um, the salary is mainly offered for those who take a look towards the end stage of the interview, or mm-hmm. if it comes as a package deal. Mm-hmm. And second of all, Rebecca or Jacqueline they didn't do a very good job preparing herself for the interview. They didn't read up on any of the company's values or mission statements or what the position is about mainly. And fourth of all, when people tell you, oh, like, tell me a little bit about yourself, it's mainly pertaining to your professional career. And with a little bit, just like a sprinkle of, like, your hobbies and who you are. In this day and age, I'm just going to say it outright. Like, if you don't know how to use Word doc or Excel sheets, learn it before you go into an interview because when you say oh i know how to do word and excel it's basically saying you're like 99.9 percent of the other people out there who are looking Mm -hmm. for the same job so really do your research you guys you know you guys can tell that what mistakes she's made so
0: (laughs) so talking about our first discussion when you're getting an interview what are the strategies of handshaking when you walk into the office I'll start off with my stories Dad. it wasn't an interview but it was a one-on-one advising time with my mentor back in college and I'm not sure if I mentioned this back in our previous episode before I think it was like a very bad experience with my advisor because that was 8:30 a.m in the morning first of all and I was listening to hip-hop because that's how I wake up in the morning. And then I walked in, I did knock the door, but the door was wide open. So before I knocked, I was about to knock. The person inside was just like, who are you looking for? And I was like, I'm looking for da-da-da. And then she goes, oh, she's next door. So then I pretend to knock on a door. And then I was, I entered the room and I was about to sit down. And my advisor went like, what you just did was absolutely wrong. Please restart. You have to knock the door, shake hands, and then sit down. And that was Early in the morning, that was like a shook for me. So then I restart, I knock on the door, and then she gave me a handshake. So she gave me like a lot of criticisms at the very first place. And then we sat down. And then because it was morning, so my my handshaking was very soft and it wasn't firm. So she was like, so how you're supposed to give a handshake? You look at the people in the eye, and you shake, and then you squeeze for one second. And then be like, it's really nice to meet you. I, my name is Jacqueline. And then you sit down only when the person offers to sit down. You don't sit down yourself. That's really important. So like, what do you think you should be wearing? Like, let's talk about like your earring, your makeup, your outfits, and your shoes.
1: Professional. It's just, it's really like really simple. Think think professional attire or, or casual. So like for ladies, um, a button down shirt. Nothing over two buttons should be unbuttoned. Very small earrings, no dangling earrings. Maybe a, like maybe pearls or a diamond. Minimal makeup or clean makeup. No no false lashes. No you know caked on makeup. A pencil skirt that doesn't go above 10 cm of your knee. So just anything like very modest mm-hmm. or work pants. And then. If you want to wear heels, yes, but keep it like kitten heels or, you know, no stripper heels or a pair of like nude pumps. So keep it very, very business or business casual. That's the best way, you know, like you can go about it. Yeah, Yeah. totally
0: agree with that. Sometimes I feel like it's very hard to wear because of the fabric and everything just makes me super uncomfortable. But at the same time, I feel like that's what everyone's wearing at the workplace, so might as well just be with like everyone
1: yeah I mean like later on you kind of get like used to it and aside from for a lot of companies and firms um, unless you're just starting out or you're meeting with a client then Mm -hmm. most of the time they're a little bit more slack on it especially during like an interview you you really should dress up a little bit more so always be overdressed not underdressed that's that's always the thing yeah Mm -hmm. no matter if it's a date or if it's a like an interview always be overdressed
0: yeah. And also yeah. if you walk into a company and you see everyone's wearing like very formal business suit or like every like girls or ladies are wearing like something very formal, then you can definitely tell about this company that's very systematic and everyone just follows up with the rule. Yeah, exactly. And for like for one of the hardest questions, tell me about yourself. How would you answer that, Jacqueline? So, I actually prepared this question when I was in undergrad. I would took this interview class. And it was a very hard question when we all being, were being asked this question. At first, I was just like, um, hello, my name is Jacqueline. And I am very interested into social media specialists, this job where I was very interested in doing anchor, And it was very hard because we often, you know, the simple question is the hardest question. So I think the best way to start, this is how you do it. So you always begin with your mission statement. And then you highlight your work experience, but you do not go into great depth at this point because you are only giving like a brief introduction of yourself, but the company will, like the person who's interviewing you will ask more if they want to know more about you. And later on, you connect the dots of between all your related experience for the interviewer, customize and individualize your stories to each buyer you're speaking to. And you close your story with, why you filled this role may be a good fit for both parties. So I think after going through these five steps of how to complete a statement of tell me about yourself, it is a lot more easier to do it. So this is my experience of how I said it, and I'm just going to briefly go through it. So when people ask, so Jacqueline, tell me about yourself, I can be like, what I can tell you about myself is that I've always been a natural connector. I enjoy sharing experiences and trying new things. I had a good fortune to study abroad as a young adult in Taiwan and ultimately get my degree in Buffalo. Decided to get my education in the United States and study communication. So this is like a brief introduction of what I would say to the interviewer and then with this he could be like oh so you've had experiences culture-wise in both Asia and America so that's when they want to know more about you. So I think that's like a good start. You don't always have to go in depth but if you make a start It will be easier for the other side to ask more questions about you later on. What do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially, like, we call this the elevator pitch. And, Mm -hmm. like, especially in the first, like, five to ten seconds, if you don't pull something out of your bag to kind of catch the attention of the interviewer, then there's a very likely chance that you're not going to be memorable. So, like, what you said, you know, like, oh, I I was fortunate enough to study abroad or go abroad to, you know, get my master's, get my undergrad diploma. When I was a young adult, that kind of just catches their attention and reminds them to kind of come back to this conversation to ask Mm -hmm. more questions about that. So definitely bring yourself up and, like, Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) how would you say it if I'm interviewing and I'm asking, so Janet, tell me about yourself. No, I
1: usually I do the same thing. I like I say hi and like I tell a little bit about my background and just like oh you know like I had the pleasure of studying abroad and having culturally both like two different cultural experience cultural experiences and then I not exactly outline but I just tell them what I've done and what my positions are in my previous companies and then I tell them a little bit about what I do in my free time Mm -hmm. just like oh like I read. Um, I I exercise on a daily. I travel. I take like photographs, and then kind of just rap- to wrap. I usually say it depends on the person as well. If the interviewer seems really chill, I usually go for like, oh, and I'm like a huge Marvel fan. And usually, if it's a guy, they like actually, you know, like they laugh, and then they'll be yeah. like, oh my god, have you seen the most recent one, et etc. Mm-hmm. Et so, kind of just like ended on a nice note and on a more yeah. casual note for me, depending on who the interviewer is. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good tips for because I think often for people is a very hard statement that even when I was first being asked about this question, I didn't know how to answer. So there's also another question that a lot of people are being asked when getting interviewed. So supervisors will usually ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? How would you reply to this one?
1: It depends on the interviewer and the company as well. But um I usually go down. The path of my current position so for Mm -hmm. example if you're a social media specialist then in a path of like five years you can say like oh I wish you know like I can see myself handling numerous clients and being a social media manager or you can be a social media director so you can change it later on obviously but if you are applying for that position um, you kind of go up that vertical or you can say like oh like I am interested in being a social media manager in the next three years but If given a chance of, like, exploring other options, like a product manager or, like, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera, you can also mention that. So it really Mm -hmm. depends on the company and, like, you (laughs) at the end of the day. okay,
0: That's a really good tips for everyone because I was asking people around me, like, what would you answer or what is, like, the hardest question when being interviewed? And they often give me these two, like, where do you see yourself in five years? And this is the question when or ask you and look at you in the eyes because they want an answer and see what your ambitions are. So that's kind of hard. But thank you, Janice, for giving us the tips. So discussion number three, what are the things you do not do when being interviewed? Why don't you start up with the first one? So definitely the first
1: one, do not interrupt the interviewer. Um, I think that's a pretty like just don't interrupt people in general like friends family members like it's a pretty rude thing to do but especially in an interview in a professional setting do not do that
0: yeah because obviously like when you or sometimes when people accidentally interrupt the interviewer the interviewer will give you the chance of seeing something and that's a moment when it's kind of awkward you know <laughs> exactly I'll make sure the person ends at a period And then you continue with a new sentence. Uh The second one is definitely bad eye contact. I think I don't have a problem with this because I always give people a good eye contact, especially when I'm interviewing with someone. You give people a good eye contact. You stare at them. You nod when they say something that they're passionate about and you agree with. But don't stare at them like (laughs) you want them to die. Like you want this job so badly. Like that desperate. What about the third one?
1: Mm, okay this is cool colloquialisms so <laughs> obviously in a professional setting you have like certain words and certain phrases that you can and cannot say and like <laughs> okay, i'm laughing because like i have a friend who recently interviewed for like this it's a pretty it's a pretty big and like it's a financial firm as well and okay. it's pretty big but like and it's a guy but as he walks in he just goes like oh hey man what's up <laughs> you
0: know wow and, like,
1: he's gonna say you know like shit like that But problem being, he actually did get an offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, like colloquialisms, I do think that's important, especially pertaining to like a very entry level job. Mm -hmm. But later on, it really, really just also depends on the company and the interviewer. Some people are very laid back and chill and for what he's doing, at least it's like Um, you kind of need that, like, I guess, like, that aggressiveness. Yes. Yeah, aggression. But in general, I do not recommend it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stick with the, hi, Mr., you know, so-and-so, how are you today? I really appreciate you, you know, coming. It's basically corporate talk, but in person.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I totally agree with you because you'd rather be more professional than less professional thinking about like you're going into a workplace they don't care what you look like they don't care who you are they just want you to do the job well so try to avoid colloquialism and that ties to our fourth one getting too comfortable with them so for instance like if you say if they be like okay so when can you start working and you'd be like oh bet like starting tomorrow like that's too uncomfortable with the person and that just shows that At the workplace, you might be kind of slacky because you're way too comfortable with what you're familiar with. So that's the company that does not want. So for the fifth one, I just want to like specify a few legal guidelines when being interviewed. There are the ones that are being permitted and also not permitted. So there are the ones being permitted and not permitted. I'm going to give you guys an example on it. What is okay to ask someone's age is... For some roles, age is a legal requirement working in a bar. So it is acceptable to ask candidate their age directly and ask for approve. But what is not permitted is what year were you born? When did you graduate from high school? That just seems very unprofessional. And that just shows that you are not like this company is not what you're looking for. Because the question that they're asking shows that the supervisor or the managers it doesn't really care about whether it is illegal or not and they don't really care about the rules and everything
1: yeah and it's like um I think for I had an interview once where I accidentally heard she didn't (laughs) say this but I accidentally heard her asking me like oh are you Chinese and I was so confused she didn't say it. I miss her so and I was like I paused for a second I'm like "Uh, uh I mean I'm Taiwanese but like it dates back to yeah. I was so confused, and it's just like, oh no, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I meant, yada yada yada. This is a Ting but like, okay, yeah. So like, it's it's pretty illegal to ask a candidate like certain questions mm-hmm. about, <laughs> especially like outright.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Like if a cat, if a person is asking you, like, so are you, are you Chinese? Are you Taiwanese? I think that's a little bit um too much.
1: It's like why. Why does my no, race why? or ethnicity
0: matters? Yeah. Exactly. Like, if I'm not Chinese, if I'm not Taiwanese, are you not going to hire me? You know? Because <laughs> that gives people a space to think about it. Yeah. So, obviously not getting... So, is there anything else that you think that you do not do when being interviewed? Um, There's a
1: lot of things I feel like you do not do when you're being interviewed. But I think overall, you really have to look at... Like, because every interviewer is different and every company is different, you know? So, above all, just be professional and kind of, like... Kind of the vibe and see where how you can go about it if they're more casual then like you can kind of loosen up a little bit mm-hmm. but if they're like very strict and very like just this and this and this and this then you might have to pee Indian Yeah. so it just really really depends on the setting
0: i saw okay i'm not sure if this is like you can quote on me on this or not but i saw this tech talk they were saying if a company do this you do not work there so one of them Is like if a company asks you to work right away, you don't work there because there might be lack of insufficient of staff member. Do you agree with that or no?
1: Sometimes, sometimes if a company is too eager, it's like a date. You know, if a guy or a girl (laughs) is too eager, it it really is like (laughs) it's like if a guy or a girl is too eager to kind of like bring you home or like say the second date. It's like, hey, you want to come eat with my parents? You're gonna be like, what the fuck? You know, like what's up? So, same thing with a company. It's like if they want you to work right away and Mm -hmm. they keep calling you to work right away, it's like, why do you want me so much? What I'm like, obviously, if you're not the head of Marvel or like the head of Nike, Mm -hmm. then they can take their time choosing people, you know. So it's like there's obviously something fishy going on if they want you so much right off the bat.
0: Mm, Good point, guys. Listen to Janice because this is actually something that I never linked with work and a date but that is something that um i would definitely keep in mind what about discussion is about when is the best time to ask for a salary so ties back to the very beginning of the story between sam and rebecca what happened to rebecca was that rebecca asked a question without even processing through her brain that this is something that you should always avoid to ask it just sounds like you're going up to a random person on the street be like how much money do you have in your wallet right now
1: right yeah it's generally pretty rude and but what do you think like when when's the best time to ask for like your salary or like a range
0: I asked my professor once when I was in college and she said the best time to ask is definitely when they offer but like that's the job if it's not like something like with with a minimum wage so for instance if you're working at a restaurant like they wouldn't Expect you to ask, like, how much do you want me to give you? Right. Because you're just working for a part time. So that's a definite answer that you'll get. But if you're working at a certain like big companies, I think when they offer, that's when I'd be like, okay, I want this, this, this. But Janice, so when they offer me, but I don't know what I want, how do I address the problem or how do I address the answer?
1: What do you mean you don't know what you want?
0: So, like, when they offer me, like, okay, so how much do you think we should? provide you with the salaries and i don't know how much exactly i should ask for
1: oh i mean okay so figure that out by yourself first because always over ask and then you guys will come down to like a number you know so Mm because they're always going to under offer you Mm -hmm. and then it's like a sales technique um and then you always have to oversell yourself and then they're gonna push it up a little bit and you're gonna pull it down a little bit um generally i would say if it's an entry-level job anywhere from 18 to 20 is pretty good 16 mm-hmm. is a little bit tight solo. hmm um, exactly. Yeah, and then like, you know, 16 an hour. Also look up, go on Glassdoor, do your research, go on Glassdoor and see like, oh, what are the typical salary range for this position, for this company, et cetera, et cetera. So do your research really and like kind of bring it to them, but pull it up a little bit higher so they can kind of negotiate with you.
0: Yeah, I think that's the part of technique that is like foot and door, that technique. Mm-hmm, so yeah. that happens with my friend too, um, He was he was working at this company and he told us and then he was asking for a salary raise because he's been working there and the boss promised him that he will give him a raise. So when he asked the boss, he was like, can I get, let's say if he could get five and he asked for 10. And of course, he was like, oh, of course, just ask, like, if he offer you, why don't you just say it? So when he, Mm -hmm. he told us when he asked for 10. And the boss gave him a look. But then the next day, the boss just actually gave him the amount that he asked for. So I think that is something that you should always do at the workplace when you're being offered. I mean, if you underestimate yourself, then that is the amount that you're going to get. And that is a level that where you're going to be staying at for amount of time.
1: Yeah, so the yeah, one of the biggest things is like, just ask, mm-hmm. you, you know, like they might give you a weird look in the very beginning, but like, you never know the worst thing you can do is just the worst thing that can happen is like Mm -hmm. you don't get it window ma, it's like it's not gonna hurt anybody
0: yeah and obviously like if you um send out like 40 emails to different companies that you're looking for you're definitely gonna get rejected for like the majority of them but you're gonna get at least one or two back like that is a ratio and don't feel bad about it because sometimes when I throw out something and then like I get rejected like I get sad like I get depressed but from my professor's point of view that happens and that is normal. So don't feel bad if you throw out like maybe a hundred of them and you got back with like what three jobs oh, offered. Tr-
1: trust me.
0: <laughs> yeah, else yeah. I, I've applied to
1: over like two kinds this whole time out like <laughs> uh, fucking like what five hundred resumes mm-hmm. more or less. Five to seven hundred resumes. And like got a handful of Like, I actually got a lot of interviews, but towards mm-hmm. the end, you know, like obviously you got a job, but yeah. 500 res- like i'm going to fucking
0: <laughs> but that's a pretty impressive number so how do you hold up when you're being rejected like oh why didn't i not get
1: it i mean like a big part of it is all like i understand like i applied during covid so okay. unemployment okay. was like at an all-time high mm-hmm. um and then there were some companies that really really like brought me down because like i really wanted to work there but i think i just have to at that point i kind of I go I do two things I either like mass apply to everything like (laughs) apply to like 30 more jobs or I stop reply or I stop applying for like Mm -hmm. a week and kind of take a break you kind of have to just them soon soon. Mm -hmm.
0: Janice is really um professional at this field like she went through like a lot of like steps of um getting hired and getting rejected so she actually made a good point of this whole thing don't apply during a pandemic Let's just hope that there's not going to be any more pandemics in the future.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the fifth discussion, Jacqueline, what if the interviewer is rude to you? How do you react? Do you have any experiences like that?
0: I, okay, lucky to say, like, me personally, I don't have any experience that the interviewer was being rude to me. They would only be very professional, but unless they're, like, Google, Apple. Or else I probably wouldn't really expect myself to work there. But I have a a story of a person's experience. So this person was one of our speaker in my class last week. He's a KC Global Media CEO's experience. And he told us about the experience that when he went before he even became a CEO at his company. So he told us that he was waiting for an interview and it was delayed for a whole hour so they made him wait for an entire hour when he was like the last one sitting outside and when he walked in the interviewer wasn't even facing at him the interviewer was like doing his nail thing and he was like literally facing with his back to the ceo and then Mm -hmm. at that point he was thinking like he has nothing to lose so he would just he just asked really straight up he was just like so i have two questions who should i report to and when should i come in for work and that's the only two questions that he asked. And the interviewer literally turned around and looked at him and be like, go straight to the office and report to Jeremy and you can start work tomorrow. So that's like a really great story. And it just shows the interviewer that you're different and you're actually here to work and to experience. Because at that point, like he has nothing to lose. Like he could have just say like, goodbye, thank you for your time. But I think that story just tells the audience that it's his attitude that depends on whether he's there to work or not and he also shared with us his experience that every time when he walk into an office for an interview he always give himself affirmation that he is here to choose and to decide whether he wants to work here not the company choose whether they want him to work here so he always tells himself that that's why whenever he attend or whenever he go to an interview he is so confident with himself and he knows what he's gonna do and that's how he proceed on with a really good results.
1: That's a pretty interesting story, mm-hmm. like especially pertaining to the fact that he got hired. Like by the way, yeah.
0: What if the interviewer was rude to you? Uh, speaking of how many experience you had in the past, what would you do, and how do you? React? I,
1: I I make a lot of eye contact, um, in terms of like during an interview. So I think I also will stay silent because sometimes silence is the best kind of reply. Again, like whether or not it's an interview or a date. If the other mm-hmm. person says something really bad or really like ins- insulting, then mm-hmm. you stay silent and then let them think about what they said. And they're going to get embarrassed. So they're going to try yeah. and make it up to you. So they get mm-hmm. flustered, you know. So it's like it's, a, it's kind of a mind technique, but that's what I do. I just stay silent and look at them and be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know? and, then they, and then they usually say like, say another thing to kind of like, 改过去, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. yeah but luckily um an interviewer hasn't been that rude to me to the point where i'm like i give an attitude
0: what would you consider as
1: rude i think it's just like at them asking them being very very blunt like it's not even blunt i think it's just if they point out very personal things like what we said about the eeo guidelines if they say something pertaining to that then i immediately mark it as a red flag or i immediately like or like they make a crude joke or they make a sexist, racist joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's obviously off the table. So mm-hmm. it depends. But you can usually see they mean it, like, maliciously or they mean it as a joke, like, in a, in a joking way.
0: Also, sometimes you still have to be in the field or be working at the company in order to know what the manager or, like, your supervisor is going to be like. Because from my personal experience, I, um, before my current job, the previous job that I was working at... Um, interview was fine because my boss were nice and everything but after you know going through a couple months and you start seeing problems and you start seeing the word rude or improf- like unprofessional that's when I decided to jump out so some people are like xing some people are like xin. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so I feel like from my experience from like why I chose to like not stay there was because of how rude they treated their employees i'm not sure if i can say this but yeah
1: no no, you can you can it's it's um against company guidelines or illegal so
0: (laughs) yeah that was totally Um, illegal oh well so how do you know janice how do you know if you you're hired right away
1: uh you don't you never know um that's something that you will never know on your part unless they tell you straight up but i usually will know if they like me and then i usually will know if they want to go on to the next step of the interview So it's pretty obvious because like um, the person interviewing you would loosen up a little bit and not be as professional in today's world anyway. And in American culture that they will kind of talk to you a little bit more and like they'll actually be curious about you and they'll they'll smile a lot. You know, so it's like I can kind of tell when I am going to be pushed to the next step of the interview. But I will you will never know if you're hired on the spot right away
0: that's true sometimes when you're going through an interview just you'll just feel like oh this went great this went bad and that's I feel like that's when you have like the instinct to know whether you are hired or you're approved right away so because when I was going through I didn't know grad school had an interview but I was pretty thrilled because that just says that they want to talk to me based on my resume my essay and everything so when I was going through interview I talked to them and it was it was I was pretty scared because that's a time when i was in taiwan and the time zone was conflicted so i had to stay up at night but then the interview went great and they kept asking questions and they were actually interested and they gave me like a lot a lot of smiles and curious about what i'm doing or even asked me something detailed enough that i wrote and maybe like my fifth page or something of my essay So I think I agree with you. Like, I don't think you will know right away unless they be like, when can you start working? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Unless they tell you straight up, then um, you're not going to know if you're hired on a spot or not. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Also, there's another saying like, I actually don't like hearing when people say thank you for your time. Because that just sounds like you're goodbye. Like, goodbye.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I usually say, like, oh, thanks for coming in, or, like, thanks for taking the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate it. I actually, like, sound genuine, because mm-hmm. thank you for thank you for your time, but really it just sounds like, yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, goodbye. <laughs> so I make it sound, like, a little bit more genuine. Good point. But yeah, so it's, like, um, these are some of the points that Jacqueline brought up um, in terms of this episode, and just in general, all around good interview tips. I feel like we learned a lot about Jacqueline's experiences and my experiences. <laughs> so it's something to take note of. And for next week, um, we will be talking about postgrad feelings. And if any of you guys are feeling behind in life or you know in your career, in your academic studies, we'll be talking about that because I feel like we're at the age where everybody is doing something, but also is kind of feeling really lost and nobody really knows what they're doing mm-hmm. so we, we kind of want to shed a light on that as well but yeah i hope you guys enjoy this episode it's a little bit more professional slash not pertaining to our usual our usual topics but i hope you guys enjoyed it regardless tune in to next week we'll be posting on sunday at 9 p.m again again this is janice this is Jacqueline, and we hope to see you guys next week on maybe Me in taipei bye bye guys